Hey, hey! We're excited to be hosting the X29 New Zealand 2023 conference here in Tauranga Moana. Our conference theme is One Another, Relationships, Ministry and Mission, where we will explore the impact of our relationships with God and fellow believers in the local church on ministry, missions and church planting. The conference will be held on November 3rd and 4th, 56 Second Avenue here in Tauranga. Tickets are available over at Eventbrite. Hope to see you there. Nah. <laughs> yeah, life, yeah, cool. life confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. what up? What confession? Fuck us. What do you mean? I just forget Not good. I'm here with Supreme Priest Philip Brown, <laughs> and I'm going to confess all my sins on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All right. Um. <clears throat> okay. delay but my righteous one shall live by faith and if he shrinks back my soul has no pleasure in him but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed but of those who have faith and preserve their souls hebrews 10 37 to 39 kia ora and happy tuesday welcome back to another episode of fill me in a redeemer church podcast formerly the 99th most popular podcast among kiwis on spotify a big shalom to all of you who do not shrink back it is good to be back we've been off for a few weeks because life happens and all my guests are busy. I've got a lot of guests lined up, all keen to have a corridor, but all have things on. It's really hard to figure out times we can make this happen, but we've got one happening this week. I've got my friend Aiden Smith with me. Aiden, good to have you with us, bro. It's good to be here, man. Could you start us off just by introducing yourself to the audience, man? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm Aiden Smith. I'm a Christian, a husband to Courtney, a father of two girls. Uh, Noah, who's three, and Luca, who is one, and I'm a self-employed builder and member of Redeemer Church here in Tauranga. Cool, man. Girl dad. Yeah, I'm a girl dad. Love it. It's good fun. Good fun. Yeah, but I kind of want a boy. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Down the track, eh? Just find yourself embracing all these things that you never <laughs> never thought you would go down those roads, but yeah, there you go. That's right. Cool, man. How old are you, bro? I'm 26. Nice. And how long have you been a Christian for? I've been a Christian for 10 years this year, 10 and a bit years. Far out, man. That's some time, so a good bit of material for us to sort of reflect on and and delve back into. Yeah, well, I'd hope so. Yeah, (laughs) learned a couple of things along the way. Yeah, well... We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Come on, slow learner. <laughs> feel like we're talking to a 15-year-old. No, that's cool. And um, you are on the eldership track at Redeemer. Just started that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That commenced officially on Sunday, I believe. Cool, man. Caleb said. So, yeah. yeah. So Exciting times ahead. It's coming along. How are you feeling about all that? Yeah, pretty good, eh? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm certain that that's the direction my life's heading in. And mm. I've felt that way since quite early on in my Christian walk so yeah Mm. awesome man well could you maybe let's just jump into the conversation by you telling us about your Christian life at the moment so Mm. speak to that what is Christianity um what does it mean for you to say you are Christian um what does your life look like as a Christian speak speak to some of that stuff for us man uh to start with your first question what is Christianity um for me, and what I think it should be for all people, it's okay. just the, the, the underpinning truth, the only consistent worldview that can make sense of our experience and um, life and reality here mm. on this planet. Amen. Um, and that being said, for, for me, it is um, Jesus Christ, mm. um, the gospel message as well. So that not only makes claims like Jesus came to die for our sins oh, and also that our sins are offensive to a holy God but it also mm. yeah requires mental assent to different truths but also like practical um, living out of these truths in our lives mm. so yeah we need to do that yeah 
and that's yeah. what it means for me now like you know i mentally assent to these truths i believe them and they affect my life and how i make decisions and behave mm. so yeah you believe jesus is god i believe he is god you believe he rose from death yep 100 percent. far out man believe he's coming again oh he's definitely coming again awesome <laughs> hopefully soon Awesome. We'll yeah, yeah, come <laughs> Jesus. Amen to that. All right, so this isn't always where where you've been at, obviously. And um, the reason we have guests onto this podcast is that what they all have in common is that they didn't have the typical Christian upbringing. Um, so, could you maybe tell us a bit about yourself before uh, you came across Christianity? What what was that like? What did you think about things before that? Mm. Um, tell us about pre-Christian Aiden. Um, yeah, well. I was raised in an unbelieving home, mm. a heathen home. Um, <laughs> around the time that I came to faith, or just before, it was early in my high school years. Um, at that point in time, I've always been a little bit of a people pleaser, and yeah, I was just really following the pattern of you know my friends around me mm. and other people at school. Uh, even my parents too; they had certain expectations of how I was going to behave mm. and live. So yeah, I was just sort of going along with everything. Um, yeah, at intermediate, I had a group of friends who started experimenting with drugs. And my parents were like, if that's one thing you're gonna avoid, <laughs> it'll be that. Right. So thankfully, by the grace of God, I was restrained from getting into that, although very close on some occasions. Mm. But yeah, it's real foul mouth, a little bit disrespectful, like to push the boundaries and annoy teachers and stuff. But yeah, yeah that's just what everyone else was doing. And I thought, it was pretty fun, so I should do it too. That's the way to go. Mm. Do you remember what you thought about the world and what you should do and what's right and wrong and where we came from and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so, um, yeah, due to the way that I was raised, like my dad's an atheist, um, still is to this day. My mum has like a vague spirituality that she kind of um, lives her life by. She mm. kind of prays to an unknown higher power when things are tough and stuff like that right but yeah most of the influence i'd say came from my dad's side so just a full secular humanist worldview materialist worldview nothing um spiritual sort of exists or factors into anything right and life is basically just about doing whatever you want as long as it makes you happy he was like a little bit more more concerned than some people not fully self-absorbed he right saw good value in being generous or helpful yeah. and not being selfish and you know respecting authority um i guess in more insignificant issues yeah but um yeah ultimately you know you're just here to have a good time mm. so do what makes you happy mm. and don't have too much um regard for other people if, when it comes to the pursuit of your happiness but right you know it's still beneficial to you mm. if you be generous and can expect favors back from people yeah so yeah was um with with the secularism with the the materialistic atheism was this something you were like passionately keen on or was it just sort of something that you kind of assumed and you know got on with life on the basis of yeah like um dad taught us all that from very uh, early on i remember even doing a speech on it in year 10 Oh, wow. so, yeah, before I became a believer. and On atheism? Well, no, just like on evolutionary theory right. and like some of the benefits of it. And I remember like I was sitting down with Dad and we were just discussing it and stuff and he's like, oh man, like, you know, one of the best things about Darwinism is that the weak and stupid always just get like weeded out. And, you know, that made its way through into my speech and a lot of my thinking. Okay. It led to a lot of like not really being compassionate towards people who made bad decisions sure like drug users or drunk drivers or whatever just like all good man just let nature take its course and take them out like the right. good the good genes will live on right. <laughs> sort of thing right. so yeah in that sense there wasn't a very high regard for i don't know i guess you might call them like the undesirables or the, the mm. lower end of um, sure. <laughs> human life mm. so yeah that was pretty fascinating. interesting fascinating so at some point here Christianity begins to creep in and obviously not long after that I mean year 10 is pretty pretty close to 10 years ago mm -hmm. obviously not, not super far off um, so no. do you remember 
your first encounters with Christianity and what you initially thought of it as you encountered it? Yeah, so this is where the timeline gets funny. Okay. Um, my first encounters with Christianity were through family friends. Okay. So, yeah, we used to have, like, sleepovers and stuff as kids normally. Well... <laughs> I've since learned that they're not actually that normal among Christian families from a lot of people that I've been speaking with. But sure. far, we had sleepovers all the time. I got and... the sleepovers. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Oh, I, I, I don't I feel so get... alienated anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> I get what people, what the, what issues they have with them. Yeah. And I'm still thinking it through with my kids because I, I totally sympathize with that. Like, there's a lot of good people out there, but there's a lot of people that you shouldn't trust in, yeah. in news headlines keep reminding us of that so yeah i'm mm. still kind of like eh, i don't know what i think about some of this stuff um but yeah there are a lot that <laughs> I, mean, I, I grew yeah. up with it man <laughs> oh me all right so yeah sleepovers and i had a couple of mates who were from christian families i don't know whether they were christian at the time because we were so young sure do we understand the, the stuff enough to make a, a true yeah. confession of faith i'm not sure mm. but um yeah you know we'd stay the night and then if it was on a Saturday, Sunday morning, it would just be normal to go along to church with them. Right. And that was my first um, encounters with Christianity. But yeah, it was often like a kid's program in church. It wasn't very um, full on. But there were still definitely Christian ideas being floated around yeah. and, you know, general, um, yeah, I guess like gospel-themed mm. um, teachings going on and yeah. fun games related to the Bible somehow. Yeah. Yeah. This was here in Tauranga? Yeah, that was here yeah. in Tauranga. Yep. Well, two churches. There's Matua Baptist, where one friend went to. Mm. And they met in the school hall at the primary school here cool. at that time. And then um, Bethlehem Baptist Church as well, a little bit later on. Both families ended up going there um, sure. later on. But yeah. Did you talk about Crizo stuff with these friends at the sleepovers? That kind nah, of man. It was always like playing games, yeah. <laughs> video games, man. Sure. Get the Xbox out. Relatable. Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's a great game. <laughs> Dude, that, that game was like my, my entire year 10. <laughs> that game. It's such yeah. a good game. Mean game. Yeah. Yeah, but no, not, <laughs> not really talking about the faith. We were just hanging out, doing what kids do, man. Just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, sorry. So go on with your story. So you're with these guys, got the sleepovers, you're going along to the old church service and the kids program and yeah. how does it progress from there how does it progress from there well um yeah going along to church and kids ministry type things eventually became invites to youth groups right you know those sort of events so yeah as you sort of go up that ladder in the sort of big church environment the teachings become a bit more pointed um okay and the gospel's more clearly articulated mm. and yeah I used to just think it was a load of garbage and like I've heard other guests say this on the podcast too you just keep coming along because there's like free food and some you know decently attractive girls there <laughs> mate the means that God sovereignly uses to draw people in it's like it's funny man <laughs> that's literally why I was going right but yeah but the same like at times you know cheeky disrespect of authorities mm. there I'd kind of heckle the youth pastor sometimes and just be like, oh, no, that never happened. Right, right, right. But, yeah. So you would have self-conscious, like, if we could if we could fish up Aiden from that era, he, he would mm. be saying, I'm here for the food and for the yeah. for the ladies. Yeah, and right. i got a couple of mates who go here and it's yeah. another chance to hang out with them, so... Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to win some of these ladies by objecting to the youth pastor. Yeah, who knows? Right. No, yeah. I wasn't necessarily trying to convert them the other way. I was just, right. like... Just pushing back. I was just pushing back, yeah. doing my own thing. Yeah, yeah. Thought I was funny. Okay. Thought I was cool. Yeah. Right, man. And so were you going along regularly to the youth group? Yeah, it started off like, at first I thought it was real strange, and I'd just go along every now and again. Mm. But um, yeah, as I became friends with some of the other people there, it became more regular. Okay. And um, yeah, I don't know, but at the time I was being primed for um, yeah, an experience where I would hear the gospel and ultimately be converted. Mm. But yeah, as time went on, it just kind of got more and more... Oh, I couldn't explain it looking back any other way than, you know, the Holy Spirit's work in a person. Right. Like, I was just... Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know if the gospel was being proclaimed really clearly, but the youth pastor at that time was, yeah, he was doing a pretty good job. Mm. Like, he had a sort of reformed background. Okay. But wasn't, like, full on with it. But, yeah, all his illustrations I found, like, quite compelling mm. from time to time. And I'd find myself moved and challenged and just being like, oh, man, maybe there's a bit more to this than I thought. Right. And it kind of just started making a bit of sense mm. and yeah I remember having chats with dad and mum they're like oh so you know you're going along pretty regularly now like what's going on mm. I was like oh I think out of all of the religions that I've seen this kind of just makes the most sense mm. it ticks the most boxes and answers the most questions and yeah I don't know I was just yeah, finding a few answers that yeah I didn't really get from you know mum and dad's worldview, which was you know, mum's side, vaguely spiritual, nothing mm. really concrete came from that, especially with dad's, you know, really um, firm materialism, where mm. there was just nothing spiritual to be considered at all. Right. And, yeah. So that's what I was going to ask. So it's, that, mm. that must, do you remember that being a fairly big hurdle to jump through when, so you're mentioning, you know, you're hearing the gospel to some extent, you're, mm. you're being moved by it, you've said, um, thinking that there's something to this that answers questions, but that's a massive hurdle to go from, okay, the only thing that, the only things that exist are what I can basically demonstrate with induction, yeah. <laughs> the scientific method to go, okay, well, there could be a son of God, there could be angels, there could be a Holy Spirit, like all of this. Do you mm. remember that being jarring for you? It was at first. Okay. Yeah. I remember, yeah, like these thoughts would just come into my head and I'd be like, no way. Like, <laughs> how are you even considering this? Mm. Like, yeah, there's, like, physically speaking, not really any way to verify sure. these, like, spiritual claims or things that happened so long ago. Mm. Um, yeah. Fascinating. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But yeah, eventually, I don't know, I was just being broken down and chipped away at. Yeah. I look back and I'm like, yeah, that was definitely the work of the Holy Spirit. Right. Naturally, I wouldn't have come to those sort of conclusions or brought up those thoughts myself. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It all just started to make sense. It was really trippy. You mentioned that the timeline is fuzzy, I think is the word you used. Yeah. Um, Well, I... Sorry. I say 10 years. That was the point I was baptised. Sure. And shortly before that, I was like, yeah, I am Mm. definitely like in this for the long run my mm. faith is genuine I'm like 100% mm. sold out and think that this is mm. reality so, so tell me about that so you, you're slowly finding this more compelling and there are questions being answered and things are making sense to you do you mm. remember if there was a particular moment for you like that one you mentioned or something maybe leading to that that you were like I'm in like I'm yeah. I'm one of Jesus' people now yeah well I do have one time okay. that I think was the moment that it actually happened. Mm. So there was a guest speaker in, um, Pat Buckley, you might know of him. I know who he is, yeah. Yeah, so he, he'd come in and he did this like presentation on like how uh, all his experiences with drugs and how many right. of his mates have died and all this sort of stuff. And I found that quite, you know, emotional. So I don't know if that played into it at all. But he did, like, a really clear gospel presentation at mm. the end. And, you know, he he just said, you know, we've all sinned. Mm. We've all offended God. Jesus is the only way to have our sins forgiven and yeah. have our relationship with God um, restored. And then, yeah, I was just... At that time, I remember really clearly just thinking about, you know, like, if I'd stayed on the track that I was on, at intermediate mm. if I had experience, uh, started experimenting with drugs and you know just keep going on my my course of <laughs> finding disrespecting authority mm. and you know not really having too much concern for other people's well-being you know if I'd followed these things through and the conclusions that that would have brought me to the way that I would have lived my life mm. I don't think I would have gone down um, a very good path sure so in that moment I was like oh man that's kind of the inevitable end of living this kind of lifestyle Mm. there's not really any hope no purpose no meaning to it I'm probably going to end up real miserable right 
but then I also thought about the fact that yeah I would be living in a way that would indulge sin mm. that would indulge myself and then I just heard that that was like displeasing to God and that I was going to be punished for it and right. I was like okay that's not really something I want to have happen either mm. and then I just remember then considering you know the sacrifice that Jesus had made and right. paying for sin and you know the the crux of the gospel message and just being so overcome with feelings of gratitude mm. and love and um, I guess peace as well knowing mm. that I could have my sins forgiven and I was just like man what do I do next mm. <laughs> So, but yeah, he didn't say repent and believe. He did an altar call type thing. Yep. He was like, okay, we're going to split the room yeah. in two. So he put everyone over one side and he mm. was like, come across the line if you, you know, want to give your life to Jesus and come and pray the sinner's prayer or whatever. And yeah. I was just like, that's me. It was like, as yeah. he said it, I just ran like across to the other side of the room. Yeah. And yeah, there's a few people there. One of my small group leaders at the time, he was like, oh, we'll just, we'll just pray and mm. You know, ask Jesus into your heart. And at the moment, I was like, okay, this must be what I have to do. Right. But yeah, from then, that point, I was like, yep, I believe. Mm. I don't really understand everything, but I yeah. I know one thing for certain, that Christ died for my sin. Yeah. And through faith in him, it's the only way I can be saved. Yeah. So I'm just going to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that was the moment. I can't remember what day that was. Mm. But yeah, from then to being baptized was only a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. You ever delved much into John Wesley? Nah, not much. I've I've come across bits here and there. Yeah, yeah. He, he sort of records the night he was converted at um, Aldersgate. Was it Street or Road? I can't remember in in the UK. And he describes it as uh, his this feeling of his heart being strangely warmed. Yep. Um, just, I can relate just, to that. Yeah, it was sort of. That's what it was like, man. You're describing this. I just felt like I was, yeah, just bubbling up inside and mm. about to explode. It was really um, yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah, I'd had nothing like it before. Totally. Mm. And, and I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing implied in what you're saying that there could be better ways of doing uh, evangelism and, you know, how, how some of this stuff should be communicated. But at the same time, yeah, look, for sure, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of... Uh, altar calls necessarily mm, I'm uh, not myself, either. <laughs> but um, but you know, God God uses stuff that sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of, and it sounds like you're a, you're an example yeah. of that. You know, you like make um, living, breathing example of an unbiblical means, I guess, being used to save someone. Sure. Yeah, I think underneath all that, you know, the Holy Spirit will yeah. still work, and God will still achieve His purposes. Like if he wants to save you and he's going to do it yeah. through a, a way that's not clearly yeah. prescribed in scripture, then fire out. He's going to do it. Totally. Who's, and, who's and, going to stop him? <laughs> and it does sound like, you know, the basic understanding that you need is there, you know, mm. in terms of what you're saying, like about this being gripped with this fact that sin is displeasing to God and, and, and it deserves punishment. And mm. I don't want to pursue that, you know, like I feel like that's just, to some degree the, the basic element of that like, I, mm. I, like I'm not going down this road you know um, yeah. so that's awesome man so so let's talk a bit about the journey since then journey um, since then so, so you you were baptised which is that's awesome good yeah. on you the 26th of May 2013 right I remember the day cool man yeah well okay so tell me about that oh well um, yeah the church we were at BBC mm. they um yeah, I think it's kind of cool the way they do it. They get the whole church involved and, you know, you're up on the, the stage, you get a small chance to share your testimony mm. and then, yeah, they just dunk you mm. right up the front there in front of the whole church. So it's kind of neat. They all get to witness it, be a part of it. Cool. Um, yeah, so that was pretty neat. But yeah, I just, um, I was talking with my small group leader. So I, I think it was only a couple of months since this, you know, experience yeah. with um, Pat Buckley's like little gospel presentation thing, mm. and I was like, yeah, still just feeling really <laughs> like on fire, like oh man, yeah, this is so sick. I can't believe that I've discovered the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, what's you know what's the next thing to do? Like I just wanted to do stuff. And yeah, then, awesome. um, still yeah. feel that way now. Yeah, I still feel that right now. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, <God. laughs> uh, 
Why does it not seem like I do? No, 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 it totally does. <laughs> that's why I asked. Yeah, your fire's gone cold, mate. <laughs> you need to repent. Turn back to your first love. No, that's mm. not why I asked that. Yeah. But nah. And then, yeah, small group leaders were just like, well, you know, baptism's kind of the next thing. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's just do that. So they used to run these courses and they'd just sort of outline what they saw baptism like sort of meant mm. I don't know if I agree with all of it I can't really remember much of it now sure. but you know for me at that time it was just like a physical symbol of the spiritual reality that I had mm. um, died with Christ and been yep. raised with him and that my sins were washed away totally. and I was like yeah that's a good way to you know sort of declare what I think has happened to me well, I was kind of certain that it had happened to me. I'm mm. definitely certain now. But at the time, I was like, yeah, something's definitely changed. But yeah, I invited my parents along to it. Yeah. They saw me up on stage giving my testimony. It's one of the only times I've seen my dad cry. And I asked him why. And he just said, ah, oh, I can just see that you're really passionate and that you're fully um, committed to this. And I'm just happy that you've, you know, found something in life right. that, that makes you tick. And I was just like, all right. That it does. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> right. But yeah. Um, it's a pretty good sport, eh? Yeah. Oh, I like that about him. Like, as smart as he is, as intellectually uh, grounded as he is, like he's got two PhDs, one right. in chemistry, one in biology, and right. a master's in philosophy. Right. And none of that philosophy has been Christian. <laughs> like, right. He is just a really sharp thinker. Yeah. And because of the biology and chemistry background he obviously thinks he has the answers you know within the scientific realm for everything sure but still even you know this whole spiritual thing that i'd embarked on he was still like nah you're my son i love you i'm not going to stop you from doing it mm. so yeah right. yeah that was neat anyway yeah yeah i remember being very zealous there were lots of arguments um after that point at the dinner mm. table um obviously about <laughs> clashes between faith spiritual things yep. material things evolution it all came up and then I was very quickly banned by my family from talking about um, the faith right. in the house they're like as long as you live here you're not to talk about the stuff again like yeah. you know we were quite a tight family unit before then but it was definitely causing some division yeah because I yeah had more brains than sense and I was just sure. on, yeah headstrong like no you guys all need to stop what you're doing and just mm. believe this now and yeah that kind of um, that's been the way that our family's gone since then mm. um, Christian conversations don't really come up they'll occasionally yeah. ask about church I'll tell them when things are sort of going on yeah in the church like I mentioned a couple of weeks back that I started exploring you know the eldership candidacy and mm. that sort of stuff but yeah, they they all knew from early on that I wanted to become a pastor. Mm. Thought that that's what God was calling me to do. So yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that'll change one day, Lord mm. willing. Just keep nudging in that direction, and yeah, I'm keen to come back to this kind of yeah topic in a sec. Um, there's there's a lot to delve into there. There is. Um, that, that's fascinating. Let's talk about key people along the way. Mm. Um, the Christian life is not meant to be alone um, godly switched on people over the years have worked that out really well we're, we're to meet together um, we're to have uh, Christian conversations with each other the Puritans are big on this I know you love the Puritans oh yeah um, so could, could you maybe tell us about people that have been a blessing to you along the way in the Christian life mm. yeah so um I mentioned already like small group leaders yeah. and the youth pastor at the time. I'll name him by name, Albi uh, Mascaretti. He was a little Canadian Italian fella. Okay. He was the man. But, um, yeah, I think I've met him. Have you? I think oh. I have. Yeah. Is he out of, He's is he out out of Tepuki now? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I. You probably have. Short was... guy, glasses. I don't know if he still has like yeah, the long actually, curly yeah, grey mullet. Yeah, yeah. Does he always wear a beanie or a hat? <laughs> Um, Bro, he's the man. Yeah, great guy, very cool guy. Mm. Uh, I was at a wedding that that he did. Oh, true. We chatted a bit. Um, yeah, great guy, very yeah. cool guy. So, yeah. so he was great. Um, he, yeah, he just came along 
alongside me when yeah I came to the faith and was you know a real encouragement helping me understand the bible a little bit always asking good questions and trying to keep me accountable and the small group leaders that I had throughout um, high school they often changed but yeah I'm thankful for the role that they played yeah they did more or less the same thing on a smaller scale but also just showed what you know it was like to be a little bit further along um, in the faith Mm. and yeah but then on like on the same level as me I had like three main friends throughout that um, season in life which were um, Harrison, Daniel and Andrew okay. and yeah we always just used to hang out we'd often talk about um, spiritual things mm. we'd sort of hold each other accountable um, yeah, ask questions do like bible studies and stuff together so that was pretty neat just to have some mates around cool. um, you know to just encourage one another and yeah well like you spoke about in the sermon the other week just considering ways to stir um, each other up to loving good works sure. and I was just like yeah I'm really glad that you know God placed them in my life at that time and they had that influence it's cool I so on me in that phase of life eh? mm, yeah. yeah I mean in every phase but particularly in that one yeah like of... without it as well I'm just like like my granny my mum's mum mm. she gave me a bible because they are Christians uh, at least nominally they've stopped going to church and stuff but it's mainly because of hearing issues sure they literally can't hear what's going on i still think they should be there anyway but um yeah she gave me a bible but no directions on reading it and i was just like sweet i'm gonna start a genesis and i was like all right so that's how the world was made and then i just start getting through exodus but into leviticus and fahji we were on a camping trip and i was like to all my brothers do you reckon you could come hunting with me and they're like oh why's that and i was like i need to get all these goats <laughs> and different animals to make all these sacrifices like it's in this book and I've signed up to this religion and I, I don't know how I'm going to do it yeah. like I need so many animals right <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to have to like this is going to be full time me just like sacrificing all right. the time like I had no idea how it all fitted together right but I just Hang started on to yet. <laughs> yeah nah mate that was a long time till I got to the New Testament <laughs> Oh, yeah, so oh. at the, at the start, few months <laughs> you started it was really confusing, eh? Right. But yeah, like, you know, these fellas all around me, though, especially LB, being, yeah, having answers to that sort of stuff mm. and being able to make sense of it until I actually came around to right. reading the New Testament, okay. seeing what Jesus, um, you know, had accomplished yeah. and, yeah, how he fulfilled all that. Totally. Yeah. So that that's all early on anyway. Yeah, for sure. And then, yeah, coming around to, you know, closer to where I am now, uh, mm-hmm. Richard Roots, the main fella who'd come to mind. Yeah. Talk to me about your friendship with Rich. Yeah, so about three years ago, um, I was just talking with him and his uh, boys. Oh, when was that? I think it was at... I can't remember. We were all at their house. Mm. They had a bride going. It was nice. And then I was just like, yeah, like my dad's not really a, a spiritual role model. And I don't feel like since I've left BBC that I've really had one. Because mm. I was kind of floating around churches at that sure. point in time. We just sort of decided that we were going to go to Redeemer. Mm. And then he was like, well, how would you feel if, you know, I was like a, a spiritual role model or a spiritual dad of sorts mm. to you? And I was like, well, yeah, I'd be keen. Like I've never had that. Awesome. So yeah, since then we've been meeting once a month. Oh, not not every month like sometimes it's hard to organize sure. it but yeah and we just meet up we've got accountability questions we go through we read a book like a christian book every now and again and we'll just work our way through it and mm. sort of talk about that and how that applies to us and then yeah. we also do a, a daily well during the weekdays a bible reading and mm. we just send our observations encouragements and you know a, a quick prayer to each other in the morning yeah yeah so we just work through a chapter a day sometimes we spread it over like the week if there's heaps in there yeah which there has been lately um but yeah that's been real good Mm. and god's really used that to um help shape some good habits for me Mm. um cool yeah someone to turn to for wisdom he's got he's got a lot stored up that man Mm. a lot of respect for him and what what have you guys read most recently Oh, the last book we did was 12 Disciplines of a Godly Man. Oh, no, not 12. 
Where am I getting 12 from? There's a book on your shelf with 12 on it. 12 ways your phone is changing. <laughs> it's probably there. It's just Disciplines of a Godly Man. Right. By Arkin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Some good stuff in that book. I didn't even know I was looking at your shelf and then the number 12 just popped right. into my head and I said it. little man. Yeah. advertising works. My goodness. Yeah, forgive me if I've said anything else weird earlier in Gosh. the podcast. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to edit all this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, coded, cool, coded messaging in there. Cool, man. Um, mm. Awesome, bro. That's great. So let's talk about blessings and regrets. And that's a it's a big, massive can of worms, massive topic. We're, we're talking about a massive period of time. But just reflecting mm. on the fact that you obviously will have grown in the last 10 years. So there are particular yeah. things firstly that you look back on and go man I'm so glad it happened that way I'm so glad I made that decision I'm so glad I did this um, and then on the other hand are there, thing, are there things that you go ah, wish I knew this or wish I did that differently I mean, <laughs> yeah. you've alluded to one with your family uh, yes. the way you, you sort of tackled that but yes yeah, so let's do the positive side of it first are there things mm. you look back on since you've been a Christian um, where you go I'm really glad that in the providence of God slash slipping into it falling into it <laughs> we we made these calls mm. yeah the things that I'm really grateful for the way they turned out um, yeah that my granny gave me a bible mm. so that would be the first thing just getting into bible reading and study ASAP even though I was like hugely confused right. at first I think it was cool nonetheless starting in Genesis and working my way through but then having those explanations given on the way right so yeah whether you have someone who knows more than you just being humble enough to ask them like I didn't really go out of my way to ask LB to explain that stuff but it would just come up in conversation yeah and then he'd be like oh I can help you with that yeah but yeah if you could be intentional about it or even get your hands on a good commentary that'd be sick yeah so getting into Bible reading and study straight away um, will be hugely beneficial to your growth as a Christian um, and then serving in church mm. as soon as possible um, yeah it's probably I think the primary way that we should be starting to live out our faith is in the context of the local body Okay. so yeah I got straight into once I was old enough like out of youth group age well even in youth group age I was serving in the intermediate ministry and the kids yeah. ministry helping out there um, BBC I don't know if they still do it but they used to get all kinds of people up to lead the communion right. um, on the odd Sunday that they did it I think it was monthly Okay. so I occasionally went up for that presented notices at church there all while at youth group age and beyond and then beyond youth group age I started getting straight back in with like leading a small group yep. and just helping them that stuff before we got kicked out for being too reformed <laughs> and indoctrinating the children with lies <laughs> right <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and but so the, sorry. yeah so that's it just like get into your bible and get into serving the church yeah yep those are my biggest blessings I reckon yeah I'd recommend that for anybody yeah. who's a new Christian what are you doing in your church at the moment Oh, not heaps. <laughs> nah, um, I serve what are you on. About? You're not <laughs> <laughs> you right now. I'm being humble. <laughs> nah, um, Courtney and I lead a um, CG. Yes, you do. Yeah, we. Oh, I serve on drums in the music team. Yep. They're trying to get me to sing, but like, come on. Yep. I'm not that good. <laughs> and um, what else is there? I'm trying to remember you're actively involved in the liturgy yeah I regularly write and do confession and assurance stuff I've been known to dabble in a bit of the prayer segment yep I've been known to dabble in the notices recently mm. and <laughs> not have any jokes <laughs> which turn out to be jokes somehow it happens I'm like the least funny person I know <laughs> how does it work I know how it happens but it, it, it finds its way to us I think I'll just have to go up there and say nothing <laughs> there's no notices today guys you're involved in that I would also say I mean I'll, I'll just start singing your praises man um, you don't have to do that <laughs> you're, you're good with your hands and I personally have been helped um, with a lot of jobs and stuff 
you know needing to move things or whatever needing to fix things um, you've always been ready to help out with stuff like that and I'm sure that's the case for uh, other people in the church you're, you're real quick to jump on board if someone's you know moving or all those kinds of things bro like you, you see it heaps and um, yeah I, I would definitely say that I see that about you and, and that's awesome man it's, oh, it's very cheers, cool man so Appreciate let's it. talk about regrets then so as I say you mentioned that one with your just your approach with your family <laughs> motives are good yeah motives um, were good and the execution was poor okay yeah let's talk about yeah these these sorts of things things that you I mean we get it God's sovereign and mm. things have gone the particular way they couldn't have been different in one sense but yeah if you could speak to yourself and give yourself advice what kind of things would you be warning yourself about mm. oh. how do you even articulate that um yeah, I guess in respect to the way that I spoke to my family and other unbelievers around me. <sighs> yeah, there is a sense that the truth that you have to bring to them is offensive. Like the gospel does not agree with natural people. Mm. But there is a way that you can say things that won't come across so harsh sure. and jarring. Right. <laughs> and infuriating um so to have just taken the time to not like obviously yeah like you said intentions were good like i wanted to make the gospel known to them i wanted to see them converted to you know understand and accept the truth of christianity mm. but yeah the Bible says more than like one thing about how we're supposed to do that. Like we yeah. are supposed to do it, but you know, we should <laughs> have our words seasoned with salt. Yeah. Man, they should be pleasant to take down in, in, a, in a sense. So just having taken some time and yeah. considering how I could have done that. Yeah. Perhaps I hadn't even read that scripture yet. Sure. I probably hadn't. Mm. Um, there wasn't a huge emphasis on evangelism really either. So... I can't remember whether I had or not, but I most likely would not have heard anything about how we are to evangelize those around us. So yeah, just taking it a little more slow, not losing that passion, but just being able to yeah. <laughs> be wise about the way that you communicate the gospel to people around you. Mm. So yeah, there was that stuff with my family. Sure. I'm still feeling the effects of it now, like it's awkward when my spiritual things get brought up, and I really wish it wasn't, but yeah. I fear that you know I've just done some damage there that yep. yeah can't be undone that easily mm -hmm. but yeah personally these were the next things for me that were regrets so um, not fleeing from sin straight away mm. after reading the bible so I read it cover to cover in my first year of being a Christian yeah and good thing to do by the way yeah man I'd rate it it's not that hard man just carve out the time mm. just do it um but yeah obviously came across a lot of warnings and a lot of sinful tendencies that are <laughs> not recommended to mm. be um pursued sure and i was just like nah i know better or i'll i'll be able to overcome that temptation if the time comes yeah. and i wasn't strong enough and i caused myself and a few other people a bit of hurt and a bit of regret mm. Yeah, I was like, I was pushing the limits in the wrong direction, basically, instead of being like, you know, how set apart for God can I be? How righteous can I live? It was the other end of the spectrum. Like, how much can I get away with? And I guess that, that may have been just my, you know, sly disrespect for authority, just lingering a bit of the old man, just hanging around, being like, yeah, mate, I'm going to mess with you a little bit yet. Mm. So, yeah, a bit of indwelling sin there. Yeah. Th that there is my, my biggest regret after the thing with my family sure not just freaking you know doing everything in my power and by the spirit's power to cut sin out of my life mm. yeah the path would have been a lot straighter and less bumpy if yeah. I had just done that but yeah. you know the Lord was teaching me even with the, my yeah. foolishness leading me astray there I think that's something that a lot of Christians would would say eh? like I've been thinking a little bit as I've been doing this like how would I answer some of these questions and I think that would be one for sure um just you know in terms of regrets just like i just wish i sinned less mm. along the way you know i just wish 
there were less sins I did there were yeah definitely some that I could have avoided mm. um, and it sucks to look back on it um, yeah I mean great to know that the gospel's there and that you've been forgiven but just on a personal mm. level like I, I genuinely like love God and I mm. it just guts me that yeah I, I messed it up that's right <laughs> you know uh, and the tarnish of witness too yeah a lot of my um, sins in that time were around I guess drinking because that's sure. been a big thing in my family and it still is for them um, yeah you know could hold my piss <laughs> and I used to drink way too much to, you know that was actually fitting at mm. parties with other Christians around other unbelievers and it was mm. just like nah that's just not not a wise thing to do at all you know like I said that's just pushing the limits in the other yeah. direction and then sexual sin as well it's like how far can I go with a chick before it's considered sin right and Albie was one of the big ones who like challenged me on that he's like no we should be going in the opposite direction yeah like Good on how pure can we be yeah. you know how much can we stay away from that stuff and yeah. you know it'll just yeah it just adds so much more credibility to your witness if you're fleeing from sin and actually seeing the power of it destroyed yeah. over your life because yeah. that's yeah one of the promises of the gospel being outworked so yeah yeah man let's let's change gears a little bit and talk about scripture how does Aiden uh, in 2023 incorporate scripture into his life? Mm. We know it's a discipline. We know it's not something that just happens by accident. And yep. quite frequently, many, I think, genuine, even well-meaning Christians can um, just not manage to get it into their day or just mm. find, oh, weeks have gone by and I haven't, <laughs> yeah. haven't engaged, with, engaged <laughs> with the Word. So what does is, what is Aiden do to make sure Scripture is part of his life? Yeah. Uh, I've got to preface this saying we've had a strange season of life where yeah. things have been real hectic in the family. Sure. And, yeah, I've been doing long hours, waking up tired. Rich will know this. I've explained it to him. But, mm. yeah. That being said, um, my normal routine, which I'm striving to get back to now that things have settled down a yeah. bit, is a morning Bible study and reading. So that's with Rich that I do that. Mm. Um, we try and meditate on it during the day. Like sometimes at, on my smoko break or on lunch, we'll just send through other thoughts that we've had or implications to each other. And just thinking about how that bears on our lives and you know how we think and how we act so trying to you know be conscious of what the word says and what god requires of us as we go about our day um then we also i try and have a study of topics as they sort of pop up cool so yeah courtney and i have started a study just on the fruit of the spirit cool just want to it's not anything serious it's actually a pre-made thing um that she's uh printed off and yeah you know just as they pop up we're like oh we don't know so much about this or oh we really want to consider what the scripture says about this thing and how that bears on us then we'll just do that from time to time um i used to daily do a devotional with the family around dinner mm. so that always included a scripture reading and just you know some basic application of that um and then read the kids their bible before bed cool but yeah all of which have taken a break <laughs> in this incredibly hectic season of life at the moment but yeah daily i want to at least once be opening the word considering what it has to say and putting that into practice awesome man yeah spurgeon would ask members joining the metropolitan tabernacle back in the 1800s what would you love to accomplish for the lord hmm. so you're you know all things being equal in the first half of your life um, <laughs> we'll see what would you what would you like to accomplish for the Lord thinking about all the years that are likely ahead of you mm. I'd think about this one a bit it's definitely changed early on I wanted to be like a full time missionary but that was before wife and kids yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like it could still be done sure but I don't feel as passionately about it now I think a bit of my thinking about that early on was like <laughs> what's the most I guess uh, what would appear to be like the biggest sacrifice of a, a normal life that one could make 
um, in their service of God mm. and I was like yeah definitely just like almost you know rejecting the western way of life and just yeah. giving it all up to go and serve poor people somewhere and I was like yeah man that's what I want to do but my thinking has changed um, over time and I wrote it down all I want to do now is just lead a simple life to the glory of God and have Christ reflected in every undertaking whether it's big or small beautiful that's basically it Awesome, Mate, you think of a thing if Christ reflected in it and I do it to the glory of God mm. I I will be satisfied <laughs> that's awesome. all I want for my life beautiful man let's flip into some uh, some of the old rapid fire questions mm. you can go as in depth as you want or you can keep it punchy that's kind of up to you mm. so you're on a deserted island you can only have five books of the bible with you which ones are you taking yeah, I had to think about this a bit because there are so many good ones. But uh, I went about... <laughs> this guy has been studying all the other episodes to know exactly which questions are asked. Not just studying, it's like a, a natural uptake of the structure of the podcast. Yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I confess, <laughs> I've been listening to them and writing down the questions and being like, why would I answer that? This fellow. <laughs> what a nerd. And then, um, yeah, so I, I got more to thinking about how the books relate to each other and the overall story of scripture and what would give me like the best understanding of that and direct me for living my life on said deserted island Mm. so i ended up landing on genesis psalms isaiah luke and hebrews love it man great selection no leviticus not no 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 which animals you need to hunt when you're on the island they most likely won't be there that's true how big is the island I haven't thought uh, the experiment through that far, man. But okay. those, those I'm assuming ones. there'll be no animals, and yeah. we know that that's not exactly relevant now, anyway. Sure. <laughs> uh, are you one of those life verse people? Um, I have had one that I keep coming back to. I wouldn't call it a life verse, but First Corinthians one verse thirty and thirty one. Okay. Um, and because of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So that, as it is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. It's a great passage, man. Mm. Best thing about being a Christian? Oh, having a sure and steady anchor in all of life and knowing that my sins are forgiven and that I'm reconciled to my maker through faith in Christ. Man, unending peace, boundless joy. (laughs) That's just wicked book of the bible you'd like to understand better most people say it but yeah probably revelation i know a bit but i don't know enough to be satisfied so yeah i'd want to study up on that a bit more no one does yeah (laughs) i've got intentions too i bought a book i just need time now (laughs) awesome man uh something the church in new zealand could do better at yeah i don't know the condition of the church at large Oh, no, generally, actually. From what you've seen? From what I've seen, a clearer articulation of the gospel and just a stand for biblical truth. Probably even getting back to inerrancy and just taking scripture as the word of God and just basing everything on that. Yep. Stop the gimmicks, man. Stop trying to come up with all these programs. All you need to do is preach the gospel. Nice. The Spirit will do the rest. Favorite Christian song? Uh, before the throne of God above many different versions of it but I like the Shane and Shane one because cool. as a drummer that drum groove is just on point <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked you haven't laid out some like Christian death metal right now hey oh yeah my favourite genre is um, liturgical black metal of true Trinitarian orthodoxy which that's is, a genre it's a, a it's a genre nah it's one band <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're an eastern <laughs> orthodox band from Sweden right I was thinking like what boxes do you have to tick to be counted as in the genre like, I, I think they're the only band in that genre right just make your genre fair enough yeah um, <laughs> just the Spotify players it's just all that <laughs> favourite uh, Christian authors and thinkers that you have found uh, to be beneficial to you along the way yeah um I've spoken you obviously know that I love the Puritans but my favourite Puritans probably John Owen yeah yeah mortification of sin and of temptation uh, plus uh, the nature and prevalence of indwelling sin have been real beneficial for me to read Mm. and just in you know the ongoing war that we have against the flesh so that's been sick 
uh, The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment by Jeremiah Burroughs I read that earlier this year great and book man it has really helped and prepared me for the season that we've come into mm. and yeah just what it means to to be content and to trust God with the, the lot that he that he gives us right yeah but then a couple others on there uh, Typology by James M. Hamilton Jr. that was a great read and just uh, opened my eyes to so many different things yeah. in scripture that otherwise get glossed over yeah Jim Hamilton's a legend mm. that was a very good book and then one more was um, Christian Worldview by Herman Bavinck and oh, I want cool. to read more of his stuff like that book was amazing and yeah now that a, a bit more of his work is getting translated into English it's a, becoming accessible to people like me who only speak one language right. <laughs> so yeah after reading that the way he writes the way he thinks and articulates things I'm like yep I want to get a bit more of that in my mind so yeah cool man those guys tip for Bible reading to, to a noob yeah I reckon I don't know as confusing as it was for me if you can read cover to cover you will get everything you know like yeah I think you need to see all the, the groundwork and uh, the foundational stuff in the Old Testament you need to understand God's um, creation of the world our responsibilities and you know sure due diligence to him and then you know, look at how everything unfolds through the sacrificial system, through the nation of Israel, yeah. kings, our judges and kings, all the prophets, and then how that builds and, you know, the expectations are finally realized and fulfilled in Jesus. Man. But then you obviously need some like good commentaries or smarter people to help point that stuff out. Yeah. But if you, if you get Typology by James M. Hamilton Jr. <laughs> and you read with that alongside you, man, you will just have your eyes open to the wonder and beauty of the scriptures in a way that it's taken me too many years to come around to yeah yeah. as long as you uh, don't apostatize because you're so discouraged because it's such a hard book to read. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great book yeah it yeah. is a good book <laughs> it is a very good book yeah I'm just going to try and mention it now and then just remind listeners to go and yeah. go and listen to or read yeah. Apology by Jim Hilton I want a hard copy eh? mate as a resource to have that's good oh it is very good yep favourite Christian artist I think this is a point where I can mention my strange musical taste do, do your thing bro yeah I'm a massive fan and it only happened since becoming a believer but of you know just the extreme metal genres but specifically um, amongst Christian artists so my two favourites would probably be Crimson Moonlight out of Sweden they're the um uh, liturgical black metal of true trinitarian orthodoxy the one man in the genre oh, yeah man it's so good man it's just absolutely hectic so aggressive but then the lyrics are just like an equal part exalting of um, christ and i love that and then there's another band out of florida called monotheist and they're just like real progressive like technical death metal with a few black metal influences in there i just love that stuff can't get enough of it so yeah that's that's my one nah it's actually one of many weird things about me but yeah anyway those two guys first equal I can't decide cool man favourite thing about your church about Redeemer it would have to be the teaching the whole liturgy actually the structure of the service it's all like really heavily steeped in scripture and because of that it almost guarantees that it outflows into practical Christian living and I love it yeah awesome man awesome well this has been another episode of filming it's great to be back I've, I've missed doing this drop us a comment uh, drop us a five star rating on Spotify if you so desire Redeemer is a Bible teaching church in the centre of Tauranga our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz check out our website also check out the conference we've got happening on the 3rd and 4th of November the Acts 29 conference if you want to hear some uh, great sessions on the Bible Christianity uh, the gospel uh, the church if you want to come see Aiden drum then come along to the conference register for that on Eventbrite Aiden it's so good to have you with us uh, today bro uh, it's been a pleasure thanks for having me grace and peace
sand is less than a cool fresh spring And to one lost sheep a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king Shalom, Krizos. Hey, just before we finish up the podcast, I just wanted to draw your attention to a book project that Anthony, one of the pastors at the church, and I have just finished working on. It's called Church and State Reflections on the Things of Caesar and the Things of God, discussing the issue of the relationship between the church and the state. What kind of things should the state tackle? What kind of things should the church tackle? Is there any overlap between the two? If you're in need of some more misinformation and extremism in your life, uh, I'd encourage you to go check it out. It's available for free over at the church facebook page have a happy rest of your tuesday